So we're gonna start with the rapid fire round. Our first one is, at what age do you want to retire? <laughs> Who's ever gonna retire? <laughs> How long does it take you to get ready in the mornings? 20 minutes. Most embarrassing moment of your life? Pass. Favorite color? Yellow. What time of day are you most inspired? 7 a.m. How many hours of sleep can you survive on? Oh, you know, just the average 10. Fill in the blank. An upcoming technology trend is blanger. Always coming over the horizon. The city in which the best kiss of your life happened? Thailand. Pick one, Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk? No. The biggest mistake of your career? No mistakes. Just learnings. How do you relax? With friends, with family. How many cups of coffee do you drink per day? One. A habit of yours that you dislike? Taking too long to answer questions. The most valuable skill you've learned in life? Versatility. Your favorite Netflix show? No favorite. The last film you saw that had a good impression on you? The Menu. The last song you've been listening to? Teenage Kicks. All right, so that was the end of the rapid fire. All right, so the first question in the longer ones. Mm -hmm. Building and nurturing successful teams in diverse market situations and cultures must come with its own set of challenges. Could you share a specific example of how you navigated those challenges and fostered collaboration amongst team members from different backgrounds? So I'll talk about <clears throat> Wolf Olin's and the many studios that we have, which are in different parts of the world. And for me, I think your start point has to be like getting to know the people involved in the first place. I don't really know how you can build a, a great team, a high performing team and one that likes working together if you don't understand what drives everybody and what's important for them. So I like to spend a lot of time, like everyone who's new, I like to meet them, however big we are and however big we get. I like to know what motivates people, a little bit about their personal life, where they come from, what they value. And then I find it a lot easier to be able to construct a, a way that we could work together and then we can kind of learn together uh, in terms of how to get the best out of everyone. So what strategies or approaches have you found effective in bridging cultural and market differences within a team? I think being clear about the goals and uh, not just in a verbal sense. You know, I think as soon as you think everyone's got it you can assume they haven't and that's on you you have to make sure that you're communicating verbally in writing reinforcing you've got the right rituals to keep the goals in mind and that you're constantly checking in with people to know that they've got what they need to deliver those goals and then you can keep reinforcing too i love the concept of maths and magic and creative consultancy Apparently you said this sometime. <laughs> Can you provide an example where this unique combination of analytical thinking and creativity played a significant role in solving a complex problem for one of your clients? 
So Maths and Magic was a, a quote that a McKinsey partner uh, attributed, you know, to us based on how we were working because we were, we share, you know, a fair few clients, um, which was very generous of them. We, uh, we take that. And I think it's because we were one of the few consultancies that were born that way. So I couldn't pick out one client because it's just part of our DNA. You know, we were founded by a strategist and a creative and a, a culture and account manager. So that combination meant that we don't have to try to do that. It's just very natural for us. And, um, and that means that we can find lots of different ways into problem solving without having to say, right, this is the maths bit and this is the magic bit. The, the magic is actually that we do it all at the same time. So how do you strike the right balance between analytical thinking and creativity when approaching complex problems? By collaborating and by asking good questions and by challenging everything that we've come up with and throwing stuff away and trying again. So yeah, it's an iterative process. How do you ensure effective communication and alignment of goals across the different hubs? Lots of different things help us do this. Uh, rituals. So I like to think that whichever of our studios in you're in, the culture of the nation will feel different. The rituals of Wolfolios will not. So you feel like you're in a good, comfortable, safe, positive place there. And the people and the leadership that we have at every level, and I'm not just talking hierarchy here, like the people who join Wolfolians know what we stand for, what we're trying to do, and they know how to transmit that. So we put a lot of things in place to help everyone get really comfortable with that. And then the rituals just, you know, become self-reinforcing. So it's impressive how you've achieved outstanding results for clients through business transformation. Could you share a specific story where you encountered unexpected challenges during a client project and how you overcame those challenges to deliver exceptional results? So it's really hard to like pluck, pluck out one client example because I think every assignment has its own challenges, but I'll identify a few trends. One is uh, lack of alignment in an organization, differences of opinion at different levels as to what's needed. So we do a lot of work. We know that, so we do a lot of work to solve that right off the bat. And then not having a clear sense of the same outcomes together, you know. Talk about language, you know, we share a common language, but we don't understand the meaning behind that language sometimes. So you have to spend a lot of time being clear about, but when you say that, what do you mean? We know what we mean. And that's really helpful uh, in the work that we do. And then sometimes um, we don't get it right. And we have to be very transparent and honest about that and have conversations. Clients say, you know, I want you to push us harder or you're pushing us too hard. And we have to be very undefended about that and have that conversation and make it right, make it different. So as an alumna of the Howard Business School, what were some key insights or lessons that you gained during your time there? Lots. It was uh, really formative for me, but I think the biggest thing it gave me was confidence. And I think that's what it gives to a lot of people who attend business school. It crystallizes a lot of what you already know and it tests you to apply it. And it gives you some good structures and frameworks to use to help you kind of contain how you're doing that. It's, it's really valuable. So how have they influenced your leadership style and strategic approach? 
your time at the school? How did it influence your leadership style and strategic approach? It made me think in a very uh, integrated way across lots of dimensions, just whether that's finance, marketing, uh, strategy. So uh, as all of those business schools do, uh, and Harvard has a fantastic case study method. So you're working through, it causes you to really think in real time. How would I solve this? What do I think they're doing right? What do I think could be different? And I think that fully integrated approach is, it's just so real world application straight off the bat, it's great. So the House of St. Barnabas sounds like a fantastic initiative. Could you tell us a bit more about the organization's work and the specific ways in which you support their mission to break the cycle of homelessness? The House of St. Barnabas is amazing. It's an incredible building in Soho, London that uh, was gifted to a charity many years ago for homeless people. And it had a number of beds in it that you could um, go to, but it was very small. It didn't have many beds. So it's decided to change its model and it decided to re refurb and reopen as a membership club, so a private members club. But the idea is that as members, you would pay money to go and use that club. And those who are affected by homelessness would be trained in an employment academy that the House of St. Barnabas would fund with the money that they made through the members club. And those people would get work experience in the club. So when you are in the club, you're relating directly with people who have been affected by homelessness in some way and they sponsor them and put them through a program where they can put a wraparound care program around them to help them back into work, all the things that you would, um, you would hope. So it's amazing. And I discovered it because I was walking past and I saw this old building and I literally knocked on the door and I met two fabulous women, Sandra and Nadra. They told me what they were doing. I said, I want to apply. How can I apply? Let me in. And they were kind enough after an interview to say, you're just the right person to join us. And so I recommend them. I talk about them, uh, obviously became a member, and I joined one of their uh, committees to also help them recruit new members. So yeah, that's the House of Savannah I recommend it. So in such a dynamic industry, staying ahead of emerging trends and ideas is crucial. How do you personally stay informed and inspired in this ever-changing business landscape? I'm really lucky to work with a, a, a bunch of really curious, talented people. So they turn me onto a lot of stuff, which is great and I really appreciate. And then, you know, I, I'm a magpie, so I like kind of dipping into lots of different sources and I don't like to stay in one area too long. So my, my musical tastes are really eclectic. My TV tastes are really eclectic. Uh, all of these things, you know, contribute to triggering ideas. I've got a strong interest in technology, have done for a long time. You know, I reach out, talk to people. So I read all the stuff everybody else would read, plus some. Okay, so the last question for you is of a personal kind. What would you be doing in your life if not this? I can't imagine doing anything else, which is crazy to say out loud. I am Sarah. I'm CEO of Wolf Olins. Catch me on the Marketer of the Month podcast.